Hello, everyone. This is Rasa with a favor to ask before we start the show. If you love listening to You Must Know Everything as much as we love making it, please recommend it to a friend, family member, coworker, classmate, teacher, babysitter, anyone and everyone in your circle and beyond. Word of mouth recommendations like yours make the biggest difference. And one more thing. We now have a You Must Know Everything online store with amazing and exclusive t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs, including, of course, kid sizes. Please follow the store link on our website, youmustknoweverything.com, to check it out, show your support, and spread the love that way, too. Thanks so much, and on with the show. Greetings, Rasa. Hello, Father. How are you today? I am wonder-fantastic. I'm very glad to hear that. Are you ready to know everything? Ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about muscles. Muscles? Hmm. Muscles come in two broad categories. Large muscles, your biceps, your abs, your quads and small muscles. Look at your hand and think about all the little muscles that make each finger move. I call them the magic trick muscles. You can't do a magic trick with your abs or your (laughs) bicep or your quads. You need to have a lot of finger strength and subtlety in those little muscles to make the magic happen. Voila! Now, the magic thing I do in my life is I write books. And when I was right out of college, I was burning with ambition. I loved reading, I loved writing, and I wanted to put my own book into the world and onto people's bookshelves. Well, makes sense. But not just any book. I wanted to write a novel. I wanted to write a piercing work of brilliant fiction to stand with the masterpieces of literature. And yet, I needed to find a way to make a little money on the side. And so I thought, ah, while I'm writing fiction, while I'm writing the great American novel, I'll do some articles, essays, and reviews. And so for years, I worked at home, sweating and slaving to make a work of amazing fiction. But meanwhile, I also was tippity-typing, reporting and writing, doing little pieces for magazines and newspapers. And then those got a little longer and they became medium length pieces. And then those got a little bit longer and they became bigger articles and cover stories. And that even led to my first book. Huh. So the thing that helped you wasn't writing this big famous novel, but instead it was writing the small things and building up to it? You've got it. Almost a decade had passed at this point. And I've been working all this time on my big muscle, big novel. But meanwhile, without doing it on purpose, I had worked on all my small muscles of nonfiction, of journalism. And in fact, I had gotten so far along that I'd written a book that way. Meanwhile, in fiction, I had always taken it so seriously, too seriously, that I never worked on the small muscles. In all that time, Do you know how many short stories I published? How many? None. And do you know why? Why? 
I didn't write any short stories. Now, I'm not saying the stories I wrote would have been so good as to be published, but that's the only way to find out. I didn't work on the small muscles and build my way up. I went big muscles first and thought I can just do it from nothing and jump to the top of the mountain rather than taking the one step at a time that I did with the other path. When I realized this, it was sad in part, but it was exciting too because I realized this thing I really wanted to do, I didn't have the small muscles for. But meanwhile, this other thing that was a lot like it, another form of storytelling, another form of writing, something that indeed puts a book out into the world for people's bookshelves and shares ideas and stories and characters, I did have those small muscles. Almost by accident, without meaning to, I had built them up over time. That's what let me put together these bigger nonfiction books, true stories that I've been doing for the last 10 years. Yeah, now you're an amazing nonfiction writer. Well, the point is small muscles matter. Small muscles are what support the bigger muscles, the bigger effort. Yeah, I get it. If I'm making a costume and I'm going to be a snowy owl, I have to start by just cutting the teeniest little feathers and gluing them on the hem. Do the little things to build yourself up to the big thing. And by the end, you'll have a hundred of these small muscles that you can combine that take on almost anything. Oh yeah. I'll start small, stay humble, and soon I'll be really buff. Are you ready for today's poem? I sure am. Excellent. This comes from a beautiful collection of New York street cries. Cry means what? Um, like yelling? Yes. It can also mean sad and tears. But in this case, it's yelling to sell something. And of course, you want to make your sales pitch catchy. So here are some examples. Here's new milk from the cow, which is so nice and so fine that the doctors do say it's much better than wine. Here's fine sweet oranges, rich flowing with juice, just arrived from abroad, ripe and ready for use. Come buy a new brush or a nice sweeping broom. Tis pleasant indeed to have a clean room. Ha! Huh, they are pretty catchy. Would you like to read them? Yeah. Here's new milk from the cow, which is so nice and so fine, that the doctors do say it is much better than wine. Here's fine, sweet oranges, rich flowing with juice, just arrived from abroad, ripe and ready for use. Come buy a new brush or a nice sweeping broom. Tis pleasant indeed to have a clean room. Milk, oranges, brooms, and brushes. Which of those did you find your favorite rhyme? Probably milk, because then you can make milkshakes. <laughs> this book was published in 1825. And wow. The way <laughs> That's a billion, trillion, gazillion years ago. Or something like that. Today, we call these jingles. Have you ever heard that phrase? Oh, yeah. Like back in the olden days when there's TVs with antennas and it would be like, 
Fanta, Fanta, drink it now. Yes. Although I do believe even on YouTube, on the iPad, there's some ads. Are there not? Oh, those are so annoying. Always telling me to buy something that I'd have no interest. Have you got mold in your toes? Buy this and remove it fresh. Exactly. So, even though it seems a gazillion billion years ago, it's something we still have today. Is there something that could use a rhyme like this? Hmm. There was a particularly annoying and ironic ad advertising getting YouTube premium because then you'd have no ads. It told you that in an ad. Sick of our songs. There's a way to turn them off. Give us your money and you will hear nary a cough. (laughs) (laughs) We'll work on it. segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I sure do. People confuse whales and sharks a lot. They look pretty similar, but I was wondering, which has been around longer? Are sharks the elder, whales, or are they both the same age? Great question. I'll dive deep, ha, and get back to you soon. Okay. I'm back, and I've got the answer to your vexing question. On the surface, or I should say in the water, whales and sharks seem similar. They're both big and big eaters. They're both vertebrates, meaning they have backbones, and they both awe and intimidate human beings. (laughs) But they're actually quite different. Sharks are fish. As such, they're cold-blooded. Their bodies are covered in scales. Their skeletons are made of cartilage and they process oxygen through gills. Whales, on the other hand, are mammals like us. That means they're warm-blooded and smooth-skinned. Their skeletons are made of bones, and they breathe through lungs. As for which has been around longer, the answer is sharks, by 400 million years. Wow. The first sharks appeared about 450 million years ago. That's older than almost any other animal, and even older than trees. By comparison, the ancestor of the modern whale first appeared a mere 50 million years ago. Before you start calling whales young bloods, though, consider this. Our species, Homo sapiens, only appeared about a half million years ago, one one-hundredth as long ago as whales, and one nine-hundredth as long ago as sharks. I feel so young. Yes. Put us next to either of these sea creatures And we are the babies in the bunch. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen, and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.